praise. And I'll tell you what, praise is something that doesn't really come easy to me. Is that, you know, I'm one of these ones that, you know, I used to be able to come to church and not praise or do worship. I was happy to listen to the word. But, you know, you know, there are some people here that, you know, you just come just for the word. You miss the first section. It's like, that, that's the time that you can park the car, check the kids. Who's like that? No one. We're all saints here in this building this morning. But, but for me, I, I was like, you know what, yeah, okay, you know. But, but then all of a sudden, I, I had a revelation of what praise is. I had a revelation of what worship is. And, and I believe this is that praise is the language of heaven. Can I get an amen? Praise is the language of heaven. When we get to heaven, we're going to be praising and worshiping God. We're going to be in that place of just in awe, of just holy, holy, holy is your name. Come on, God. You are the King of kings. You are the Lord of all. There's going to be some. I believe this is that praise is the language of heaven. So why would we miss praise and worship? No, I'm not trying to get you here early. I'm just trying to give you keys on how to break things off your life. If praise is the language of heaven, then something takes place in praise and worship. I love hearing the reports that come in of what takes place in praise and worship. There are people healed in praise and worship. There are people set free in praise and worship. You know, when you're in your private time and there's a time where some of us, you know, we're in a pit, we're in this thing, and we just sometimes we just need to shout out and praise God. And so this morning I, I want to talk about praise just briefly. The power of praise. Praise is the language of heaven. I love the story of Paul and Silas in prison. And you hear many messages about this scripture. But, but I love that there's a time where they're locked away for preaching the gospel. They're locked away for causing chaos. Really, they're just spreading the kingdom of God. So people don't like it. They're too happy. There must be something wrong. They're a bit happy. You know, so they get put away. They're in prison. They're shackled. They're chained. And I look at this and I'm like, wow. If it was me... I'd be like, God, what is happening? But they decide to praise and they decide to worship. The story has it that when they started to praise, it was like an earthquake came. The prison doors swung open. The shackles came off. And we can pick it up in Acts 16, 25 to 26. And it says, about the midnight, about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake. So the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors opened and everyone's bonds were unfastened. Something happens when you praise God. Something happens. Here's Paul and Silas. They're shackled. They're chained. But they keep praising God. You know, when those things in life turn in on you, when those things in life press against you, what is your response? Well, what is your response to those things? I remember reading through the book of Acts and and Peter and and James and John, they're thrown in this place and they're told not to preach. What what do they do? They step back out and preach the gospel. 
is that they're beaten they're, they're, and they're released again and they're there praising God. I believe for some of us we need to learn in our hour of difficulty, in our hour of persecution, in our hour of, hey God, the world is falling. What do I do? I believe this is that we're called to praise. You know, God sent an earthquake. The foundation shook. The chains, the shackles, the doors, they opened. They were set free. But I love in that moment of release for them came salvation for someone else. The story goes on is that they just sat in their cell. The, the, prisoner, the prison guard, the jailer came down and he found them there. He was like, wow, why haven't you ran off? That, they were still sick. But that day, salvation came to that house. In your moment of freedom, in your moment of release, salvation comes for those around you. Doesn't matter how good or how bad or not so good we feel. Doesn't matter if we're up, if we like upbeat worship, more reflective song or traditional hymns. Doesn't matter if we're alone or in a big group. Doesn't even matter whether we feel it or not. People's lives are affected and changed. God shakes things through praise. God shakes things through praise. And so this morning, I pray that you have a revelation while I speak. Maybe just some keys in your own life that you need to apply. In 1 Peter 2.9, it says, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, that you should show forth praises of him who has called you out of darkness and into his marvellous light. I love this scripture because it's telling us, you know what, start to speak the language of heaven. It's saying, hey, listen, you are a chosen generation. Hey, you've been set aside, and if you're set aside, you should speak the language of heaven. You should speak the language of faith. The language of faith, I believe, is this, is praise to God. Is that I believe things take place when we start to praise God. The first thing is that praise gets our focus of ourselves and back onto God. I believe this to be true. You know, we live in a selfie generation. We live in that generation in a world that it's, you know, that it's all about us. And so we're constantly looking in at ourselves. And, and what I find is that when we constantly keep looking at ourselves, the more and more self-absorbed and depressed we get. Who, who, who believes that? But God gives us the keys. You, know, you want to live a fulfilled life? Start to look up. Start to look out. God desires that our eyes be set firmly upon Him. God's desire is that our eyes are firmly set upon Him. That's where the truth, our hope, comes from. That's where it's found. Psalm 150 says this, it says, Praise to Him for His mighty deeds. Praise Him according to His exceeding greatness. How great is God in your life? How much do you praise Him? 
You know, if we're constantly looking in upon ourselves, you know, what happens is we so get so absorbed that we forget what He's actually done for us. He is worthy of our praise no matter what we face from day to day. He is worthy of our praise. When we remember our dependency on God, it puts Him in His rightful place. I want to ask this question. How many of us actually need to put God in His rightful place again? How many of, us, how many of us actually lose track of where God should be in our life? And I believe this is one of the biggest distractions the devil has. Is that if he can distract you long enough, he's won. If he can distract you from turning your eyes upon God, he is one. Psalm 95, 2 to 3, it says, Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise, for the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. Praise gets our focus of ourselves and back on to God. You know, basically it's saying, hey God, you're the man. Because a lot of the times we walk into a situation, oh, I'm the man. It's a self-confidence, but what we've got to realise, if our dependency is upon God, then he's the man. Yeah. And really when we're praising God, what we're saying is you're the God. You're the God above all gods. You're the God above the idols that I've put in my life, that I've put first. But God, right now, I'm putting you back in your place. This is why praise and worship is so important when it comes to church. This is why when we come into this place, corporately, we'll always praise the name of Jesus. We'll always worship Him. We'll always come into a, a state of God. You are the King of kings. You are the Lord. Because what we're doing is saying, God, right now, you know, no matter what type of week I've had, we are putting you in your rightful place. That's what we're doing. Okay, let me ask a personal question. How many of you do it at home? Oh, it's awfully quiet in here. <laughs> That's true. Like, I've got four kids. Yes, we have. Four kids. Because I'm 40, we decided. No. <laughs> One for every 10 years. We're stopping. But sometimes it's like, you know, God, I want to read my Bible, I want to spend time with you, but... They're just there. There's just no escaping it. If you're a parent, there's just no escaping it. But sometimes you just have to have a praise party, don't you? And, and what better way to teach a younger generation than to actually put a CD on or connect to iTunes, crank a praise song, and watch them walk around the house singing it all day. And what's taking place there is you mightn't have time, but you've just made time for the entire family. Praise breaks the chains of captivity. Spiritually, emotionally, and physically. I believe this with all my heart. Praise 
pushes back the darkness. Evil will not stick around if you're praising God. It it can't stick around. There's no room for it. God will fight our battles for us. It's saying, God, you are the King of kings, you are the Lord of lords. I know the end result and I'm praising you right now. And he's like, you know what? I'm fighting for you. In the story of Jehoshaphat, we see God's miraculous power defeat the enemy. Why? Because of, of their obedience. Because of their obedience to what he asked them to do. If you look in Second Chron- uh, Chronicles 20, 22, it says, As they began to sing, and there was a great as they began to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who were invading Judah, and they were defeated. He said to him, hey, listen, there's one simple strategy I want you to have to defeat your enemy. There's one simple strategy I'm going to give you to push back darkness. And this is what it's going to take. It's going to take, it's going to take you, Jehoshaphat. It's going to take you and the army that you have around your life. And this is all I want you to do. I want you to just praise. Great battle strategy right there. Outnumbered. Outnumbered. Outclassed. I'm going to give you a strategy. You will not be defeated today. You will not be enslaved today if you only do this one thing. Praise. If you only praise. If you sing and you praise and you to declare the greatness of God. I believe that's the same here today. Darkness will be pushed back when you start to declare and you sing the praises of God. The walls of Jericho came down with a shout. I believe it was a shout of praise. It was a shout of triumph. And so for us in our lives, sometimes we, we need to come into a position, if we're going to be stronger, into a time where we just need to shout out, Praises to God. The walls came down. What, what walls come, need to come down in your life today? Praise leaves no room for complaining and negativity. Well, I find this sometimes if our heart isn't right is that we can find our prayers become us just a constant complaining session to God. Anyone ever had that? I'll be honest with you, sometimes I complain. Carolina has to tell me, go to my room. Unless you complain, go to your room. It's like, I've had enough. I don't want to hear anymore. You just go up to your room, sort yourself out, and then you can come back out. <laughs> I'm like, what? I'm just, just taught. No. You're affecting the atmosphere here. Wow. Take your complaints to God. 
And so you, so you get up there, he slaps you around a bit, and then you're like, okay, sorry, I'm going to praise your holy name right now. I'm never going to complain again. <laughs> but for some of us, we need to look at how, how we come to God, how we come into his presence. You know what? God knows our hearts. He knows about our concerns. So sometimes we just need to praise him and see what takes place. Awesome. I, I know it's good to have a good complaint sometimes. It feels good. But does it really do anything for you? It just drags the situation out. You know, through praise, again, we, we come and we focus on him. We're reminded of what he has already done in our lives. We're reminded he knows what concerns us and he's capable of taking care of it. Psalm 103 says, Bless the Lord, all my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all our inequities, who heals all our diseases, who redeems our life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy. Right there, spiritually, emotionally, and physically. Yeah. Right there, you know, if, sometimes if, if you have trouble coming into that place, if, you, if you're like, you know, if, if you're like the one that tends to just complain a li- little bit in the presence of God, I, I want to tell you, take out this scripture. And just start to read it over and over and over again. If you're one that's like, you know what, you're going through life. And let's face it, life happens. Life happens. You know, things just don't go quite to plan. But sometimes we just need that place where we can go to and just say, God, here I am. Bless the Lord, all my soul, and forget not all these benefits. Lord God, right now, I'm not going to be- forget your benefits. God, I'm going to praise you for all your promises that you have for my life. I- I'm going to praise you for the future that I do have in you, for where you've called me to be, for where you've called us to go as a family. Lord God, I'm going to praise you. It's still a little quiet in here. <laughs> Who forgives all your iniquity? He's forgiven you. You know, sometimes we get into this place and we're still kicking ourselves about our past and he's like, I've forgiven you. Let it go. Come on, I have more for your life. Step through. Step through in praise. Come on, let's see the benefits that I have. I believe this. The biggest issues Christians have is not God, it's themselves. It's us letting go of our past to step into his future. Who heals all your diseases. Sometimes we just need to step into that place and say, God, you know what, right now, and the doctor's report might say that you are sick, that you have some disease. But if you lift up the name of Jesus, say, God, right now, I want to walk in your healing. Right now, I'm taking your word. I'm taking what it says. Who heals all your diseases? Who heals my diseases? 
Come on, you heal every disease. Father, whether it be mentally, whether it be physically. Right now, God, I, I give it to you. I, I praise your mighty name. I praise who you are in my life. Who redeems your life from the pit. Joseph was in a pit. He never stayed in that pit. The great thing about being in a pit is there's only one place to look. And that's up. When you're in a pit, there's only one way, and that's up. Is it you just need to look up? I believe Joseph ended up where he was because he had a heart that was in tune with God, but he just looked up. He knew things weren't going the way he thought. He had a dream. You know, that dream was awesome. Everyone is going to bow to me. And then he finds himself in a pit. God, this doesn't look like where you've called me to be. This moment, this place right now in this pit, there's only one way he could do. He looked up. Who crowns you with steadfast love, he crowns you. We are a royal priesthood. We are called. We are chosen. We are set aside. He has crowned you and I today. He has crowned us to sit with Him. He has crowned us to commune with Him. He has crowned us to be there with authority with Him, in Him. At the end of the day, what we're saying is, God, you've got this. God, you're the man. God, you've got this. You're the God above all gods. You've got this. That's what praise does. Praise sets him in his rightful place. And the last one is this, is praise invites his presence. Praise invites his presence. God dwells close to us when we praise him. When we praise him like Paul and Silas, they're in prison. They're shackled. They're locked away. And sometimes when when you're locked away, when you're in this state, is that it never feels like God's with you. You When when those bills come rolling in. When, when, When those reports come, it's like, it don't feel like God. No matter, they started praising. They started declaring. They started singing hymns to Him. They started saying, come on, Jesus, You are Lord. At that moment, the earth shook. The doors were open. Psalm 22, 3, it says He inhabits the praises of His people. He lives there. He looks for it. In His presence, our spirits are refreshed. In His presence, blessing flows. Psalm 63, 3-4, it says, Because 
Your love is better than life. My lips will glorify you. I will praise you as long as I live. And in your name, I will lift up my hands. Through a heart of praise, God just doesn't change the situation. He changes our hearts. We're strengthened in His presence and refueled by His joy. Praise opens the gateway of blessing. I want to challenge you, don't hold back His goodness. Ephesians 1, 37 says, Bless the Lord, bless be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who blesses us with all spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. Praise invites His presence. Today. Where do you stand with praise? Where do you stand when it comes to worshipping God? If praise is the language of faith, if praise is the language of heaven, then we are called to speak a heavenly language. This morning, I believe that there are chains that need to be broken. There are prison cell doors that need to be opened. And the only way that they're going to get opened is when an individual starts to cry out and starts to praise the name of Jesus. Can I get Pete Smith up here? It'd be great. And the guys. We really practice this. This way it's seemingly nice and easy. But this morning, uh, I want to take a moment for each and every one of us to step into a time of praising and lifting up the name of Jesus. And just quickly, I've just spoken about the benefits of praise of what praise does. Praise gets our focus off ourselves. Praise leaves no room for negativity. Praise pushes back darkness. And praise invites His presence. And I don't know where you stand. I don't know what is going on around your life. But I know this for sure. Is that we all need to praise. We all need to see a miracle. We all need to see heaven come to earth. We all need to see lives change, people set free. And this morning, uh, maybe personally, you need something set free in your life. I want you to praise God for who He is and the benefits He's bestowed upon you. Being a son and daughter of the Most High God. 
But if you're like, well, you know, I'm, I'm walking perfectly with God. I'm there, me and Him, we're together. That's great. I want you to praise Him for someone else. I want you to praise Him for maybe that loved one that is sick. I want you to praise Him for maybe that distant child that isn't walking with God. I want you to praise Him for something and say, God, right now, I am praising You because You are the King of Kings. You are the Lord of Lords. And and my loved ones need You right now. You are their Saviour. You are their King. They just don't know it yet. But I'm going to praise You. I'm going to thank you. I'm going to declare your goodness. I'm going to declare your healing. Because praise breaks. Praise declares. Praise delivers. It sets free when our heart is in tune with what matters to Him. Church, will you praise this morning? Will you come into praise? Will you lift up the name of Jesus? Will you take hold and as you're worshipping, as you're declaring the words this morning, just say, God, come on, right now, I praise you. And for some of us, we'll need to get our spirit in line. We'll need to get a heart check. Praise aligns us with God. Thanks, Pete. If you'd love to stand, come on. All I know, your love is like an overflow. You won't let go My God so great You mend every tear my heart sustains Even before I knew your name
step into that place and as you praise him his presence fills your life this morning if you want to know him walk with him I'd love to include you in a prayer right now and while no one's looking around I want to know who to include in this prayer And I'd love for you just to raise your hand just to show me who I'm praying with this morning. If you're like that this morning, just just raise your hand quickly while no one's looking around. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Up the back, over to the side, thank you. A number of people have just 
just indicated to me that they want to be included in this prayer. If you didn't raise your hand or if you know you want to be included, that, that's fine. Just take the words that I'm going to speak right now as though I'm speaking them for you. Father God, I thank you for those ones that have responded this morning, whether it be with their hand or in their heart. And today, Father God, I pray that your Holy Spirit comes and entwines their life, that wraps around their heart, Father, as a guarantee that they've connected with you today. And Lord God, from this day forth, Father, give them the ability just to lift their hands and praise your name. And as they praise you, Father, that you will intimately come and speak with them. That from this day on, Father, they'll walk with you all the days of their life. They'll connect with you all the days of their life. Lord, they'll know what it is to be saved, to have the joy of salvation come around their life. Lord God, today, pour out your spirit over each and every one of them. We thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen. Come on, let's give him a hand.